0: Angel Massey, and you're now with me on Overwilden Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to a specially dope episode of Overwilden Podcast, one I'm sure will prove to be one of my favorite and on a topic I've always had interest in. If you know anything about me, you know I'm all into signs of every kind. Does that give you a clue? Let's get started. So, you check someone's sign before deciding to swipe right on a date, follow the stars for career and life advice, been victim to Mercury's nasty retrograde, just seen a meme on the gram about signs, or take seriously the incandescent advice the planets can offer. Well, then you've heard of astrology. I'm sure everyone has, unless you've been living under a rock. Whether you believe in planetary alignment correlating to your life's journey or not, you have to admit the idea of astrological manifest destiny is intriguing. Can the stars really guide us, or is it just caps? On this episode of and Podcast, we're going to talk signs, stars, and answer your submitted questions all about it. And since our mission is to keep learning and growing together, after hearing astrologer Celeste give us the tea on astrology, you can decide whether it's for you. All I ask is that you keep an open mind while listening to this conversation. Joining us to talk about astrology and all things universe related is astrologer and American Federation of Astrologers Executive Secretary and Editor, Celeste Nash Winninger. Hi, Celeste. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm so good. And thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. I'm so excited. Oh I'm honored. I'm
1: really honored. Yeah. Thank
0: you. This is so full circle for us both. Um we were both doing different things when we met and we just automatically like matched energies and yes. I just loved you from the beginning. So I'm so yeah, excited to Yeah, I felt the same. You. Yeah. So on today's episode, we're talking about astrology and a lot of my listeners have been asking me since last season to talk about it and to kind of do a deep dive into it. But I'm no expert but you are. (laughs) So (laughs) I thought it would be perfect to have a fun conversation about it, to bust some myths about it, and to also answer some questions that folks have had about their signs, my sign, which I thought was kind of weird. People want to know about my sign, but I guess they want to know who's talking to them every week. Yeah, um, And I want to ask about you and your journey into astrology, because I'm sure a lot of people have no idea that there actually is an American Federation of Astrologers and how official is that? So my first question is, tell us about your journey into astrology and how did you become interested in it and eventually deciding to become an astrologer yourself?
1: Uh, well, I, I was always that, um, quirky kid who was interested in the mystery things of life and esoteric things. And, um, so it was always, always appealing to me and I used parts of it throughout my entire young adulthood and everything and, um, wanted to study it, but it seems so complicated. And I just wasn't ready, I guess. But about ten years ago, a friend of mine kept convincing me over and over again that I really needed to do it. And I felt like I always, yeah, I always need to learn something. So I thought, you know, I've, I've, I haven't studied that one. I haven't taken that on yet. So let's do it. Plus, I wanted the math, and because I, I was weak there. And once I started doing it, I, I felt like an energy inside that was just connecting me to it. That was like, oh, I think. I think I'm in love with this, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I, rem-
0: I remember um you transitioning from one career to this one and how you just lit up talking about it and it was just it seemed perfectly aligned with who you are to do this.
1: Yeah, it and it was that it was funny how that worked out too because I didn't know what was going to happen. And everything was changing. And then it just was like on a platter in front of me. And it was so interesting. And you were there. You you saw like yeah. I had one foot in both worlds. And yeah. yeah, it was an exciting world to be in. It was just making sense and uh, really, yeah, just yeah. connected so well with it.
0: Oh, yeah. And you're so good at it. I can't wait till we get into some of the other like meatier fun questions. But <laughs> my next question is, let's assume our listeners today are total astrology novices because a lot of people know their sign and that's it. They know their sun sign um, mm-hmm. and they don't know like the origins of it. Can you tell us a little bit about its origins and what is astrology in your own words?
1: Yes. So um, probably a lot of people look it up. They go to the Wikipedia page and they say, well, astrology is 5,000 years old. That's not really true. The, the way astrology has been codified and organized is about 5,000 years old. But, you know, as we know wow. from any any language that we look at, you know, if they say a language was invented in a writing, you know, in a certain... Mm-hmm. It didn't mean that the day before that they didn't have writing. Obviously, they worked up to it. Right. So astrology is the observation of trends and tendencies over time, and it's the symbolic interpretation of astronomy. Mm. So as long as there have been humans on the Earth, there have been people observing the heavens, and the moon, obviously, is the most obvious one. Yeah. It's the fastest one. We use it for timing. Um, in Scripture, they used it for timing. They would meet during the full moon because it's the light is full. It, you know when that's going to happen. You don't need a clock for that. and You can right. see it. Um, and, and lots of ancient societies did that. So as long as there have been humans, there have always been people tracking the moon. We, we have lots of old graves that have... Usually they're women and they have the sticks with the moon faces carved into them. Mm -hmm. And um, the anthropologists would say, well, they're tracking their menstruation, which I don't really believe that. I think that they were the astronomers. Yeah, I agree. They didn't know what ovulation was. Of course they would say
0: some. They would (laughs) ascribe that to women, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So
1: they were the astronomers. You know, they were tracking the moon. The moon was important.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah.
1: So it's it's very ancient. So all of these, and um, if you look at the Wikipedia page, the five thousand year old thing dating comes from in, in Arabic, yeah. um, in, in the Arabic part of the world. Yeah. So, but if you really look at the history, there's some wonderful astrologers out there. Zoller, I think Robert Zoller is one of them, and he says these Arabic words have Egyptian origins. Mm. So the Arabic mathematicians and astronomers, they received these terms from the Egyptians. So they're much, much older. So they were working on something that they inherited.
0: Wow. And it's it hearing that the origins and the explanation is so much deeper than what people think it is, because a lot of times people just think, Oh, what's my horoscope today? And that's it. But, you know, to hear that these women were really groundbreaking in being astronomers themselves and to also, hear this connection of science really grounds it for me, and I hope the listeners yeah. too. Yeah.
1: The early astrologers were astronomers, really. Wow. They were astronomers, and uh, the, the two the two um, disciplines were one. Wow. It didn't really get separated until about you know I don't know medieval orish times or something like that. But
0: right. And it makes sense because I have this app called Sky Guide and every night I look and I look at the constellations and I try and I seek out Pisces and I think to myself, well, it's, you know, the constellations are there. It's no way that you can actually separate these two, but people have found a way to do it. Yeah. 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 So (laughs) tell us what a birth chart is and how accurate do they really tend to be?
1: Well, a birth chart is, it's as if you're looking at a snapshot of the heavens the moment you were born. Hmm. So if you have an accurate birth time, date, and location, that that chart, its birth or natal chart, it's going to be tremendously accurate. It's going to tell us so many, excuse me, so many things about that person. Right. It's going to tell us what strengths they have, what weaknesses they have, what areas are kind of dangerous, maybe they should stay out of, what their health is going to look like. Wow. You know, marriages, if they're geared more toward relationships, whether or not they're a defensive person. I mean, there's so many things you can find in a natal chart. It's fascinating. This is full of information. Yeah.
0: I remember when you told me um, a little bit about Cush's as he blossoms into an actual little person as opposed to being a baby. I'm like, wow, like a lot of what she said is applying to Kush right now. Um, and especially- I still haven't,
1: haven't finished with that, but I do, I want to get you like a whole write-up for that. But yeah, yeah. that's exciting when they're little like that. Yeah. It, it, yes,
0: it's just, it's great to have that. So. Yeah. So let me ask you, a birth chart being a snapshot of the heavens when someone was born, um, how much as an astrologer do you think is fate versus free will when it comes to the way that someone's life path will unfold?
1: Well, there's a blending in there for sure. We we always have free will. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know any astrologers who believe in determinism that it's all just mapped out for us. It's not. It's these charts are telling us things. They're showing us things about ourselves. For one thing, they're not making them happen. The planets don't make them happen. They're, <laughs> right. they're showing us things about ourselves. You know. Right. Um, so a really honest astrologer will know. You know when I did my own chart as a final, there were parts of myself that I didn't want to look at.
0: Oh, yeah. I was embarrassed, you know, yeah. but um, anyway,
1: so fate versus free will. Now, a certain amount of our lives when I believe in reincarnation, yeah. um, I know not everybody does, but yeah. we always, there is something that we came into this life to do. Okay. And so we will have programmed that from from the other side before we got here
0: right
1: and those things are going to be faded maybe meeting certain people but we we have choices maybe we don't have a full range of choices but I mean if you if you think about that when you have too many choices you can't decide so we can choose from the things that are going to be good for us you know Mm -hmm. ultimately or or not and it's always our choice so, but even if you have uh, a tendency in your chart to be like, I'm, my chart is very watery and I can be emotional. There's some Same. things that I could really work. <laughs> I can work really hard on those things and um, train myself to be more grounded. Right. That's right. my free will. That's my choice. If I don't choose to do that, then I can just remain emotional.
0: Right. You know?
1: But, but there's so many things that we, we have an opportunity to learn that shows in our chart. So we have a tremendous amount
0: of free will within the
1: choices that are offered
0: to us. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting you said that because you know that my chart is very watery too. It's like a little, yeah. you know, and at first I was a journalist, but then I kind of veered into this profession of mixing journalism and meditation and mindfulness, and I found that mindfulness grounds me as if I wasn't so watery, you know? So, you know, I always um, will tend to kind of For comfort's sake, go back to that watery emotionalism, but I can bring myself back because that's the free will part of it. Um, Right. You said that not everyone believes in reincarnation. And, you know, I'm a Christian, but I also do identify with a lot of Buddhist teachings and Buddhist beliefs. Um, And that happened through my study of mindfulness. But, you know, a lot of people don't believe that religion and astrology can coexist. Like, for instance, you can be. A Christian and believe um, in the stars. Uh, tell me uh, your thoughts on that as an astrologer. Well, I um, as also a Christian. Yeah,
1: I can tell you right now that the the Hebrews used astrology, the Essenes used astrology. Astrology was a known normal thing. It wasn't. Um, I'm not even sure if I know they didn't call it astrology. Um, but they did use it. There's, I have, we, we have books here at the AFA that we sell, and I've, I've looked at some authors in different, different books, and you can even find it in Scripture. Astrology was commonly used. It was a way of, of determining so many things. But, yes, they did have their own system of astrology. So, yes, astrology and religion can coexist. The, the problem, the reason that it doesn't is because some people have gotten it into their heads that it's a very evil thing or um, I I have a relative who thinks that I'm conjuring the devil and I don't even know like where is the there's no conjuring I right I mean there are people who practice like ritual magic and things and they you know they make astrology this part of their ritual magic Yeah. I don't identify in any way with that and I feel like it just makes it really heavy and cumbersome yeah but that's just me. You know, that's just me as my choice. But there is no reason why. The biggest problem, though, I will say, is timing. Mm-hmm. People don't, predicting things Yeah, is the big problem. Predicting and um, trying to answer for God. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. Um, so predictions, you know, we don't really know. Yeah. We can look and we can make predictions, but, you know, I don't know. I I tend not to go there. I'm more into like use it for um, self-individuating, you know, getting to know who you are and becoming strong. But Mm -hmm. there's no reason why they cannot coexist. It's really just disinformation and lack of education about what it actually is. I agree with you because,
0: you know, I use it as a guideline for deepening my own self-awareness as opposed to. Thinking if my horoscope says I'm going to get in a car accident tomorrow, that that's what's going to exactly happen. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because you were the first person that I talked to about uh, religion and uh, uh, astrology because I knew that you we both shared you know the same religion. Yeah. Um, and I remember you telling me something about a woman in the Bible who was a prophet, and you know that's what they called. "Quote unquote astrologers in the Bible, you know, prophets, prophecy. Prophet is a seer, and a seer Mm -hmm. is a psychic. I mean, yeah. So psychics. We're getting even deeper in the weeds for the people who think it's evil. (laughs) You know, they were they were
1: they were intuitive, esoteric-minded people who had a very deep connection with with the spiritual forces. It's it's we use different terms now, but it's no different from a very gifted psychic today who is very, Edgar Cayce is was a prophet. Yeah, He was a psychic and he gave a lot of astrological readings and he never studied astrology.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I yeah. believe in that because even though my mom and my grandma were are one of the two people who say astrology is evil, it's interesting. You know, they come from this very religious Southern background and, yeah. you know, that is what they believe. But they also used to have they both had dreams where they saw things happen before they did. Yeah. And, you know, they passed that they pass that on to me. And as, <laughs> as weird as that might make people think I am, and maybe some of it is deja vu, you know, I believe in those things. I believe- It's that, not weird. Yeah. It's I don't both. think it's weird, but
1: yeah. I think it's normal because yeah. I do. I've always had dreams like that. And I think it's a normal thing. Yeah, and more and more people are waking up to that, or becoming. um, It's becoming an ability.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I remember, and that's
1: also scriptural.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs) I remember the uh, maybe three, four weeks before Kush was born, um, and Kush came two weeks earlier than forty weeks. I had this dream that when I woke up, my belly was glass instead of being flesh and bone, Um, and I could see through it to the baby inside. Um, And I saw his little face and I saw that he was going to have tons of hair. And this was a dream. And I saw, you know, his little complexion. And when he came out, he looked just like that. And maybe a few years before I had Kush, um, I had a cousin who called and said that they had a dream with my mom in it. And for everyone listening, you know, my mom passed on um, eight years ago now, seven years ago, seven years ago. I'm sorry, going on eight. And the dream was that I had a little black haired, curly baby. I mean, a little curly, black haired baby. Uh Um, And here he is. And it was a boy. So um, I really do believe in those things as well. Oh, yeah, totally. So from war to pandemics, hate speech to rising levels of anxiety throughout the world, the energy of the world really seems to be currently off balance, even more than before. What are the stars telling us about what's happening in the world right now? Well, uh, what I did in response to that
1: question, I made three charts, one for the USA, one for Russia and one for China. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. I I progressed them and I put the transits on too. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't look pretty. Um, There's a lot of aggression in these charts. There's aggression, there's poor boundaries, weak boundaries. And when I say boundaries, I mean, attitude boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Attitude boundaries. There's escalation Mm -hmm. of aggression. There's um, in the USA chart and um, uh, where we're looking at, the other, like foreigners, it looks like we're at the end of our rope. Yeah. Um, I can see that? Yeah. So there's aggression toward the neighbor indicated in the tenth house in the USA's chart. The Russia chart is showing aggression. I mean, we've got Mars conjunct Pluto here with the Russia, so <laughs> um, toward toward. Um, well, it would be another country how it's mm. indicated in the chart mm-hmm. so i mean ob- is- these things are obvious but we see them yeah um we see what's so happening there's a lot of working out of aggressions there's a lot of boundary issues there's a lot of um dissolving ideas and hopefully to create new ideas but the chiron is heavily involved in most of these areas mm-hmm. so it looks like you know there's a there's there is a faded kind of um healing mm. that's that's going on i mean there's going to be healing through this uh, I, I don't like that healing often comes through. It gets darkest before the dawn, kind yeah. of thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but when I look at these charts and I see where Chiron is, I see where Pluto is, it's there's a, there's a lot being worked out right now. But the, but the thing is, the consciousness of people is what's going to help us flip these things. So you know, I <laughs> I know these things are really scary, and I tend to hide. I tend to hide from them. So yeah, <laughs> when we talk about these things, you know, our consciousness and our good, happy, peaceful thoughts and prayers aimed toward all of these things, they make a difference. They make a total difference. Mm. If we don't participate with our energy, we we can't make a difference. So all we can really do is participate with our energy,
0: and that's really hopeful to hear because. You know, it seems like in this country, the divisions the are at an all time high. And yeah. some strides that we made during the women's rights movement, during the LGBTQ movements, yeah. during the civil rights movement, they are yeah. slowly but surely being rolled back. Um, Isn't that creepy? Yeah, and it's, it's just really, really scary to me. systematically being rolled back. Um, We have
1: to show how much we don't want that. We We (laughs) We have to stand up
0: to it. Yeah. 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 It it almost gives me chills. And um, I'm hoping that it doesn't get darker before that healing dawn that you spoke about. about. But um, it's feeling real bad right now. Um, And I hope that that gave Hope to people listening that there will be a healing and that this healing is, you know, faded because um, it's not feeling good right now.
1: No, but these, these, you know, even like with our personal selves, sometimes we have to go through a really, really hard time in right. order to grow right. and be stronger than we were before that happened. You're so, so right. So, unfortunately, yeah, when you have billions of people, there's billions of personalities involved in there. So, it's, it's different from just a person going through something difficult, but we're going through it difficult together. And the thing yeah. is, we have to look to our left and look to our right and extend our love and not just our love, but our physical help. Yeah. You know, yeah. we need to connect together purposely and intentionally. And that's that's the best thing we can do, really.
0: That is, that, yeah. that absolutely is. And part of the reason why I created this podcast, because I wanted to create a community of people who... We're geared towards that positivity, that healing, that excavation of trauma and, you know, to get to the other side. Even yeah. meeting you, I was going, I think right before I met you, I was going through a personal crisis. You were, um, yeah. Yep. And um, had I not been, I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have found mindfulness. This podcast <laughs> wouldn't have been non-existent. <laughs> would have been nonexistent. So um, yeah, darkness before the dawn, That that's something I'm going to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, how much of your life do you think should be not your, but our listeners and everyone else's uh, life? Do you think should be dictated by the stars and signs and how should you let them guide you?
1: Well, I mean, pay attention. You know, if if you if I like that people want to understand their charts, um, but we also want to understand what the transits are doing to us, and that's what the stars and the signs. You know, those are outside of us, affecting us externally so they're just going to happen they're they're going to happen whether we like it or not whether but they're always showing us something right so right. it's it's good not to become obsessed and peak every day at the you know it's not going to change that much day by day these these are a part of our lives it's a part of our makeup as as human beings and it's, it we're not just human beings we're we're celestial beings in this right. you know so they're a part of us that's why they affect us but we have to live our lives take the curriculum is <laughs> we're, we're here on earth it's like a big school take the yeah. curriculum live your life pay attention to where the moon is yeah. pay attention to where mars is i always got to watch the moon and mars you yeah. know because yeah. those two are the ones that that hit me the hardest yeah um but don't um you know they're a part of us but i don't know how to say it flow with them yeah, you know, check up. I don't know how. I had a friend who used to checkers every single day, and mm. but she had things going on. Well, yeah, when we have fair. things going on, we tend to want answers like that. But yeah, you know, for the for the regular average person, check your chart every week. But know where, know where the moon is. The moon moves. You know, it moves so fast every day. It's good to know what's going on there, and it times things.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So you know, I, I would say more understand the power of the elements that the, that they're in, that they're showing us, you know, some of them are hot, some of them are more grounded. So pay more attention to where am I more grounded? Where is, where am I more
0: cardinally directed? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, it's funny you say that because I moved out here to, I live in a rural place now and I've been able to sit with the animals that live on our property. And I've noticed that their patterns um, and their ways of being change with the moon, uh, with the Mm -hmm. direction that the moon is. And I used to have this huge mule deer buck um, that would sit outside of my office. Uh, He had to be, I mean, he had the biggest antlers, so beautiful. And I called them silver. And up until maybe a week ago, the moon used to shine right into my office um, at a certain time at night. And I would find him sitting there eating. And as soon as it kind of has changed directions with the seasons, because, you know, I live in the mountains, so the seasons change a little faster up here, he's gone. And the squirrels are gone. And they've all shifted to the other side of my house. So, you know, it's interesting that animals shift with the elements and we have lost that in a way. Yes. Yes.
1: I love that you um, you described it all the way you did, because one of the things I tell students is to spend at least a month journaling where the moon is in your chart and make observations about yourself and, and, and around you.
0: Yeah. Yep. You
1: know, everybody should try it, you know, at least once. And then, yeah, it's it's it's, it's an eye opener. I agree. I agree. <laughs> That's beautiful. I like how you described that it
0: was very vivid. So. Thank you. So tell us about your sign.
1: Oh well, I'm a Gemini, mm-hmm. and I'm very chatty as Geminis <laughs> are usually. But you know, um, I'm a person. I love information. I just love information, and I collect it. And um, I, I don't. I think I hoard information. But um, I'm, I'm a Gemini but with my son, a Leo with my moon, and my ascendant is in Scorpio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My yep. son is in Scorpio's house, and that's difficult because it's a difficult angle. But. Um, but that's my, that's that's where it is. So, I, I mean, I have more, I think my intuitive mediumship stuff comes up more because of that. And mm-hmm. plus, yeah, yeah. And it's conjunct with um, Venus, which is in Cancer. So, I have a late degree Gemini and a uh, one degree Venus in Cancer. So, they're conjunct with mm-hmm. the North Node. So, it does a lot of interesting things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, our our charts are like similar and flow through each other. In my son, interesting, your in first ways.
1: house. Yeah. yeah, my son is in your first house, and that's um the people that I'm that I get along with like instantly. Usually, my son is in their first house, or their son is in my first house. Yeah, or something like that. You know, because it's immediately it's like, "Hi, friend."
0: Yeah, you know? I recognize <laughs> you. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 And that's how it happened. So let's get into some questions from our listeners. I asked them uh, about a week ago to submit some. There were a whole bunch. People are really interested in this topic, but I just chose a few that seemed interesting or some that I um, kept getting over and over again. And one thing that was really interesting actually was the majority of people who Mm -hmm. submitted questions were Sagittarius. I don't know if that means anything, but... I had a lot of Sag questions, so the, yeah. <clears throat> so the first one is, how can a Sagittarius learn to control their hot headedness? Okay, this
1: one to me was a little curious because Sagittarians aren't exactly known for being hot headed. That's what I thought. It, it's a fire sign. Hmm. Um, Aries would be more hot headed, but what I would say about this is, if this Sagittarius person is hot-headed or they're asking about someone else who is, there's something else going on there. There's mm-hmm. there's more heat and fire going on. They could have um, a Mars and moon placement that makes them um, suddenly temperamental, mm-hmm. you know, or, yeah. So this hot-headedness is coming from somewhere else. Now, Sagittarius can grab onto that and expand because it makes more of everything. Yeah. So if it's being triggered by something else in the chart, but it's connected to the Sagittarius energy, the Sagittarius will definitely grow it bigger.
0: Yeah. So that's... And yeah. she's that type of person. I actually picked this one, um, a little nepotism, because I know her well. And I would not say that she's hot headed. I would rather say that she is very, very energetic and anything that she's feeling at the moment, and she's energetic and adventurous and anything that she's feeling at the moment is amplified so if she is upset then she to other people it would seem like she's way more upset than is called for
1: right there could be something out of bounds in there okay um i don't know what sign her moon is in but if it's even connected to something like if it's moon conjunct mars or square mars or something's out of bounds or uranus is involved that's all of a sudden yeah so i mean those things can happen usually these are linkage between several things
0: Yep. So. Yeah. <laughs> so the next question is, I got this so much. And actually, I also got people asking to want to know about Bobby's chart. But I was like, no, I'm not <laughs> including that question. <laughs> um, tell us about Angel's chart.
1: All right. So Angel's chart. Angel has Gemini rising. So she's right out of the gate, just friendly and curious about the people around her. <laughs> and um, she also has Chiron her ascendant, which is um, her wounded healer. Yeah. Is real close to to the body. So but she's always gonna share these things and that's that's you. That's what you do. Look what you're yeah. doing. You're yeah. sharing things about your life and, and what you've been through and you're you're giving it out to other people. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful expression of Chiron. Thanks. Um you have Mars and Taurus, I do too. Yeah. Um uh, yours is in the twelfth. So um Mars and Taurus is, is, is more of a chill Mars, which is nice. I'm I'm grateful for that, believe <laughs> me, too. in my own chart, but um It's in a nice place. It's in the 12th. So you're not going to be a person who is going to, you know, run up and strangle somebody or whatever. You know, your Mars is nice. You use your energy well. You heard that, Bobby. You don't have to worry about me strangling you. (laughs) Well, OK, see, your Venus rules your Mars and your Venus is in Aquarius. Hmm. And so that's more of a, um, a fair and balanced kind of, you know, I mean, Libra is balanced, but Aquarius is still fairness and balance right. among among everyone. You know, it wants fairness for everyone. So yeah. you're going to be fair. You yeah. might be a little stubborn sometimes, but you're going to be practical and you're going
0: to be fair. Yeah, that sounds um, just about right. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then you have a um, moon moon conjunct Pluto which that's a lot your power is right there when you have so that's interesting because it's like the fastest mover and the slowest mover mm. and they're conjunct but but um there's there's a power in there wow you know yeah you, you can go deep and it's in Scorpios you can go real deep and mm. you could pull that stuff up from the depths and and express it. And it's in your sixth house. And so this is a lot of work and service. So this is this is an important house and a, an important placement for you. Wow. And um, it's, it's
0: yeah. so connecting to what I'm doing right now and what I hope to do in the future without me even, you know, forcing it to be that way.
1: And with your Venus, you've got Venus conjunct the midheaven too. So you're going to take that to the outer world in a, in a very beautiful way and and, and and yeah yeah it's it's cuz it's venus so it's yeah. feminine it's it's socially aware it's venus in aquarius so it's feminine socially aware and it's going to be softer it's going to be pleasant people are going to enjoy it you're going to make it something that they just really like um now you are you do have a really wide um some people might not say this is a conjunction mm-hmm. it depends but the sun and jupiter mm. Your sun is in Pisces, late degree, but your Jupiter is in an early degree of Aries. Yeah. Now, now, some don't consider that a conjunction, but you can make a case for that. But I would definitely say in your case, this is working for you. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's in the 11th house, too, and that's being appreciated for the work, for your efforts. And it's it's coming back to you, you yeah. know. So, so. Yeah.
0: I've always known that I'm a Pisces, but have uh, Aries spirit as well. So yes. that totally makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're going to blend. So, <laughs> yeah. And they do. They do. And I think Kush being like a straight up Aries, it just, you know, helps the closeness in our relationship as far as me understanding him as he, you know, maybe becomes a teenager or a grown man, you know. Your
1: north node is in Aries, too. So that's that's another that's a connection. I mean, the note is yeah. the note of the moon and moon is mom. So,
0: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the next question is um, I'm a Leo sun, Scorpio moon, Sag rising. And I included this question because it was just so pointed. Sound like someone who's um, very much into astrology. Can you tell me about myself?
1: Um, All right. Well, what um, based on those three things, I can tell you that okay, Leo sun, I like. The president of our board is a Leo son. This man is a very, very generous person in his commu- his community loves him. Mm. Okay, so Leos can be um just tremendously giving. They like to shine out into their community. And they there are also people who tend I don't I just want to say right now, I don't like sun sign astrology. Yeah it's not all about the sun, but it's okay. I'm not trying to like yeah. this is a good question.
0: Yeah, I
1: just want people to know that it's not all about our suns. Our charts are like a Complex mathematical equation. That's wow. one thing, and so every human is a complex mathematical equation. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that's just my little soapbox thing about something. <laughs> so, but Leo Sun, if this person has children, they're probably the proudest parent. That mm. um, they 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 may have a home that they just make look warm and sunny and and inviting for people. They, it's possibly they like parties. Yeah. Um, with this Scorpio Moon, there might be a little. Mm, fighting against that the scorpio moon is tough it's it's a hard place for the moon to be um it can be emotional so i would say that there it's possible that there's a little bit of mm, i don't like to always say secretive with scorpio because it's not always about being secretive sometimes it's just an an inability to communicate things that are emotional you know so probably this person though they feel like maybe they're warm and sunny they probably feel like there's I'm not quite right. Mm-hmm. With the Scorpio energy, there's always I need to fix myself so that I can be better. If I could just fix myself, I would be better. Yeah. So that's going to get in the way of that a little bit. But it will actually contribute to to their life process yeah. because it means we're always working on ourselves, you know. And then this Sagittarius Ascendant, that's a fun Sagitt That's a fun Ascendant. I mean, that's that's kind of like Santa Claus energy, you know, kind of yes. jovial and, and happy. I mean, yeah. I'd be, watch the alcohol. You yeah. know, sometimes sometimes that energy can get a little bit into like a little bit is good. A lot is better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but it doesn't have to be. And and I'm not I'm not going to, you know, yeah. just come right out of the gate and say that. But um, it's this is a happy, fun fire sign. This is a fire sign that likes to be friendly and likes to probably travel. They probably need to keep moving because mm-hmm. um, it's ascendant, It's physical. So they, they probably are a person that likes to either walk or run or or travel a lot Mm -hmm. so or they like foreign things yeah you know foreign foods exotic foods
0: yeah yeah
1: and and with the leo sun being leos are tend to be foodies leos and cancers um so there might be a a foodie thing with this between the leo sun and the sagittarius ascendant so i would also say you know watch that diet you know if you if you are interested in you know not gaining a lot of weight because i've got Sag in my first house yeah it's not my ascendant but it is something that can if you don't pay attention you'll put weight on yeah so 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 that's basically what i would just like a quickie thing
0: oh and and let me also say
1: one last mm -hmm. thing about that moon Mm -hmm. you probably are very good at sarcasm yeah yeah Yeah. Whoever this person
0: is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's so funny. Um, So this person isn't Bobby, but you know that Bobby is a Leo son and a Leo moon. Yeah. Um, And he is interested in, you know, being a chef. He has started to, he can cook really well. I mean, out of nowhere, (laughs) he can cook really well. So, you know, um, it's funny that you said that about foodies. And so the last question is, uh, not a question about this person's horoscope, but they, they asked, why do horoscopes always seem to be so accurate? Uh, Even though my wife tells me it's just a generic explanation that fits everyone. So I'm, so this, this was a dude asking this question.
1: Okay. So that, that um, it's just a generic thing They they've been pulling that one on us for decades and decades You know, anybody that's against anything psychic or esoteric, that's what they say. That's that's just their um, it's like a rubber stamp answer that they say they never investigate. So um, but, but people just believe it because if it sounds authoritative, then they just believe it. and They never try. Yeah. But the thing is, horoscopes are incredibly uncannily accurate. If if the data is accurate, if the root data is good, the reason is because it's describing where you've been, what you're like right now what you could be it's a snapshot of you it's it's you you can find all kinds of things you can find your family in your chart you can find your father's profession in your chart so when people say things to me like it's just a generic thing that fits everybody or they just make it so that you would agree I would always tell that person please give me your data and we'll talk about your parents we're going to talk about mom and dad you know, yeah. and, and how you didn't get appreciated and, but it's very specific. It's not generic and yeah. you can come up with very, very specific health, um, diagnoses mm-hmm. and every single health problem that I've looked at in my chart, but I've, I've, I can find it in there and it's not, it's, it's, and it's exactly the way it's supposed to look Yeah. according to the keyword books, you know? Yep.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. The key is, you know, accuracy, of course, obviously, in what you're giving someone to like, I think for years before I met you, though, I thought that I was born at one time, but I was born at another and it totally made sense when I found finally figured out, you know, the actual time I was born, then I was like, oh, this is really me to a T. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, I mean, that's it. I wish we could talk forever. But if you have time and if you'd love to, I'd love for you to come back on and yeah. talk to us again. I would enjoy that. Celeste, thank you so much for that combo. I know that it enlightened and and aligned so many people who heard it. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, you are so welcome. It
0: was my pleasure. And with that? I'll lead us in today's moment of calm. I invite you to settle into your space find a comfortable position on a chair or the floor, whatever is available to the body you are in. And when you're ready, close your eyes, soften your gaze, or if you're by a window that allows you to look out and see some nature, you can do that now. Even if it's a tree on a city street, bring some soft focus and attention to it. Breathing in, roll your shoulders up to your ears. Breathing out, roll them back down. Unclench your jaw. Unfurl your brow. I invite you to drop out of your thinking mind and into your body. Let go of the stresses of the day you're in. Allow your mind and body to relax into this moment of calm. Feel into the points of contact between your body and the floor, the cushion you're sitting on, or your feet in the ground. Feel yourself heavy and rooted there. Feel the support the earth offers you. Take a deep breath in and out. In and out. This time extending the exhale. In. Turn the breath back to its normal rhythm. When you're ready, tune into the sounds of the room around you. Move your fingers and toes. And gently come back to the room. That conversation, that brief moment of calm, just opened your mind to the possibilities of the universe and life today and whenever you think about it. So, before we wrap this episode up, I want to drop just one gem. No matter what the stars say, you are ultimately in control of your fate. Manifest your destiny. Or if you want, Use the stars as a guide. Use astrology as a guide. There have been people for thousands and thousands and thousands of years who let the universe, the sky, the stars, the elements, the ether, the flora and fauna, guide them. Let's reconnect with that natural intuition if it's available to us. Or if not, just keep getting it <laughs> in this world we're in so that's it guys i hope this episode served whatever purpose you needed today thank you for joining me on this episode of overwilden let's keep learning growing and healing together if you have a question want to hear me talk about a topic bring a particular guest on email me at info at overwilden.com or angel at the subscribe to this podcast and visit me at overwilden or at angel era on instagram Music by Luciano, recording by Mystery Street Recording, and editing by Jeremy Cosley, my friend. A special thanks to my guest, Celeste. That was a great conversation, and we definitely have to have you back on if you're willing. Either you're green or growing, or ripe and rotting, and on this podcast, we're always going to choose growth. Sexy ass growth together. Bye bye.